When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, loves? Welcome to Self-Care in Real Life, a podcast where we obsess over giving women the tools that they need to choose happiness and create more joyful moments. I am your host, best-selling author and lifestyle blogger, Ty Alexander, and I'm basically your new wellness hype girl, so welcome to the party. (laughs) Before we take a deep dive into today's episode, I want to remind you to please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes if you've enjoyed the podcast so far. For my faithful listeners who are used to ad-free podcast episodes, we now have them for you over on our exclusive membership community on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash self-care IRL. In addition to the ad-free podcast episodes, you will also find all of the gems that I have created for you to help you cultivate life-shifting healing experiences. So let's get right into today's episode. I feel like I was the only one watching the Oscars until we were all watching the Oscars together. I tuned in specifically this year to see Will Packer Productions. He was hosting it by three comedians, Wanda Sykes, Regina Hall, and Amy Schumer. So for those seated in the back who might be unfamiliar, Will Packer is a wildly respected producer and happens to be Black. His presence at the Oscars has been considered a response to the 2015 hashtag Oscars so white. So when not a nair black person was nominated for their contributions that year, this year felt like our redemption. But as I was prepping the episode today, I thought to myself, I really need another voice. I really need someone who has some degrees. <laughs> so I called our resident expert in all things wellness, trauma therapist, and host of the podcast, The Healing Circle, Kobe Campbell. How are you doing today, Kobe? I, I'm okay. I'm, <laughs> I wanted to be like, oh my gosh, I'm good. You know, that's the natural response, but... Um, I think I have been really pensive today. I have been a little frustrated. I've felt vindicated. I felt uh, a swirl of emotions like many of us have. It listen, it is it, I'm I'm like, where do we begin, right? So again, for the people in the in the back, there was like an Oscar night feud is what they're calling it on the press. And so Chris Rock gets up to present an award. Seemingly, I don't even know what who the award for was for at this point. Like, <laughs> what was he right. up there for? And so he makes this joke about Jada Pinkett. It's in reference to her hair, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't even. I was like, what? Like, the joke wasn't funny to me. That was just me. Right. Um, and so Will Smith kind of laughs in the beginning, but then Jada gets, you know, rolls her eyes. Typical black woman, like whatever, sir. Um, and then Will Smith proceeds to get up again, still smiling. Um, and gets up and cocks his hand back and slaps. <laughs> well, listen, he gave what what us Africans call a dirty slap. 
a dirty slap. <laughs> gave him a dirty, dirty slap. He cocked his hand back and just smacked the hell out of Chris Rock. I think, I think even Chris Rock was surprised so much that he couldn't even respond, right? Oh, like for I sure. think for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like I think just a one, like setting aside the humiliation, of course, of being you know, slapped on national TV in front of, you know, I don't know, a hundred million people. Just mm. the idea that had someone had the audacity to do that. Like, you know, I think our, the human in us is like, well, what, what the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what, what, where, where, where do we go from there? But I wanted to start um, by reading what you had put on social media today. Cause yeah. I, I, I was like, oh my God, I feel seen. So if you're not following Kobe, please do. It's Kobe Campbell underscore on Instagram. And she writes, um, it's two-parter. The first part says, the unseen wounds of humiliation and shame are less harmful or no less harmful than the physical wounds of being hit. Cultural perspectives of mental health don't reflect the neurological reality of how experiences affect us. No one was right and no one was worse. All needed healing. Actually, that was the second part. Um, first part, my heart bleeds for Jada and mine as well. For every Black woman whose body has been the butt of a joke. For every time we've had to endure humiliation from a man who looks like our father and brother. For every woman who's had to subtly smile as their wounds were used as props for entertainment. Liz, you better write the IG post. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fam, fam, I felt so seen in that moment because, oh my God, how many times as like, it it just always feels to me and and you let me know Mm -hmm. if you feel the same, but it really feels to me as black women are really just disregarded in every scenario of life. Right now, hiring is challenging. It's time for a hiring partner that can help you rise to the challenge. That's Indeed. Because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it's so easy to connect with your applicants. No need to install anything extra. Indeed's virtual interviews work right from your browser. Plus, with Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates and you can invite them to apply right away. You're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your requirements or else you don't pay. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash self-care IRL. Offer is valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash self-care IRL to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash self-care IRL. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh my goodness. And I feel like the situation was the essence of that. Like I'm in a group chat right now where... People's responses were, I was so pissed at Will. I couldn't believe Will slapped him. And I'm like, like, you're you're okay with Jada being talked to like that? But you're very much okay with that. Will? And I think that is why a lot of us are angry. And I think a lot of us have been, um, we have been without our consent pulled into a grief that we have like kind of like bubbling under the surface of our lives. Mm. 
Like we've been pulled into this thing. We, like, you know, we know we need to look at, we know we have to deal with, and we, we see it in moments, but like this collective conversation on the internet has pulled us into like grieving the ways that the world and unfortunately black men sometimes contribute to the dehumanization of black women. That let's not me, even let's not like, even say sometimes. That's all the time. I feel ugh, like, girl, <laughs> like girl, I feel like girl. I feel like they are the masters of contributing to that, mm. and then kind of cry wolf when we call them out. Yeah, m- more people were more more men. From what I saw, more men were angry at Will's disrespect to Chris than Chris's disrespect to Jada. And just totally ignored it. Like it didn't happen. Like she wasn't like, even human. Like uh, again. And and I also think, right, I, I think for me, because I read a lot of things like, you know, oh, you know, how is Chris Rock supposed to know their triggers? And, you know, it's this idea that assuming that he knew, whether or not he knew about Jada's hair issues, right? Because we still don't know if that is why Will right. even went up there, right? Like at this point, we're all very much assuming, right? But we don't think about this idea that their marriage, like Will and, and Jada's marriage, that her hair, how she's been dressing lately, because she's not, you know, the sexy Jada that we remember from the early 2000s, right? right. You know what I mean? She's mm-hmm. she's a little bit more conservative. This has been a topic for media, for the press, and yep. really the butt of jokes for comedians. Yep. And it's, cra- it's crazy to me to think that we as people, as we as human beings, and as Black people, we, we are just becoming in this kind of of being better humans, creating boundaries. You and I have talked about this, you know, mm-hmm. creating boundaries, setting boundaries, enforcing boundaries, prioritizing our wellness. But yet we're on the flip side saying, oh, but comedians are exempt. Comedy is exempt. Which right? is mind blowing. That's it's like being mind like, blowing. <laughs> like it, it's mind blowing. And, and I also feel like there's always context There's always always context. And I think that when we jump right to judgment, we miss the opportunity to get curious, right? Mm. Because seeing Will do that, and my, first of all, I got curious when he slapped him because I'm like, you, you trained to be Muhammad Ali. You actually know how to box. I'm so serious. I'm like, you you actually know how to throw a punch. So why did you throw a slap like that one? Yeah. But then also what really made me think was like, why would Chris Rock make that joke? So as mm. I started, you know, scouring Beyonce's internet, I find <laughs> that the last time Chris Rock hosted the Oscars, yep. he also made a joke about Jada. Yeah. And then Jada had an interview where she essentially communicated that she didn't like Chris Rock because he had made fun of her. Mm-hmm. And so here we are getting angry. America has a problem with protecting bullies because I mm. think that many of us identify with being the bully yeah this listen listen we identify with the person we want to be the person who can say anything and not be held accountable so when we see someone saying something that is wrong that would align with something that we would say we cringe and we fight and we kick and we scream when they're held accountable because we know it could be us and at some point if we don't check ourselves it will be us it will it will every single time every time it just breaks Without my heart. And I think so many people are, are missing the nuance of the situation. Like, let's let's not forget that Black women's humanization for a long time has hinged on our hair. 
It Well, and that's the other thing, the other point that I think people miss, you know, because everyone's also comparing this. Well, it's not cancer or it's not. Listen, guys, this isn't the struggle Olympics, okay? Yeah. There is no, com- pain is pain, right? Yep. There, 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 There is no rating it, right? Yep. There's no there's no scale for how pain affects us, right? Like mm-hmm. pain is pain, point blank, period. But there is this idea that I think because we are so comfortable with, you know, wearing our hair the way we want to, being able to, you know, get on the news and have curly hair, we have to remember that this is a new trend for us. Very the, new. The, the, the hair movement isn't something that is decades long. Like this yeah. is, this idea, like the Crown Act just passed through the like Senate last week. a few, like last week. Yeah. Yep. Literally, literally you, 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 and, and it's not even all the way past, right? Like it hasn't went through all the checks and balances. And so you mm-hmm. could still go to work and they say, I don't like your hair. I don't like those dreads. You're fired. Yep. yep. You know, like we, we're, we're still in this land. So the idea that a person can't be upset or can't be triggered or, or you know, can't respond in a way is, it, it, it's a bit archaic. To, like, I, I don't even have the words. I, I'm just... It's, Ooh, it's, it's also <laughs> manipulative because Ooh, Chris Rock did yes. a ton of inform- a ton of research when he yeah. made his documentary Good Hair. Well, and that's the other listen, the the T like, understands like, the importance. You understand the importance of what this means to our culture, to yep. what this meant to your mom, to your, you know, your ex-wife, your children. Like you got black girl kids. Like you you have black little girls. Like you, you understand this. And again, even if this was a case where, okay, this was written on the teleprompter, right? Like you didn't write the joke. You're just coming to read the teleprompter and you're a guest. I found it very interesting that after he said the joke, right? And it was clear that Jada, you know, she rolled her eyes, the camera catches it. You kind of see Will uncomfortably laugh. And his response was something to of, oh, well, it's just a joke. I yep. kind of wonder what would have happened if, to your point, he had the language, was armed with the language, and just immediately got vulnerable and said, you know what? I'm so sorry. That was inappropriate. My bad. Yep. Instead of protecting himself. <laughs> instead of guarding himself. Instead of justifying himself. And I think that many that was also something that triggered many of us, too, because we know people who know the intricate and intangible nuances of our pain. Who mm. try to humiliate us in in public, and when we call them out, we look like we're the aggressor. Listen, we're the we're the person in the wrong, right? Yep. It's just it's it's so it's so crazy to me um, that we are here again, and then we talk about. Um, I want to segue into a tweet that I read from I don't know this guy. I just happened to Google. I'm just you know looking on the internet, mm-hmm. Beyonce's internet, as you say. <laughs> yep. um, but I found a guy, his name is George Hahn. He says he's an actor, um, writer, occasional TV interviewer, urban raccooneteer. I don't know what that means anyway. Anyway, the mm-hmm. tweet reads, Will Smith's assault on Chris Rock may easily inspire the impulse of the drunk steakhead in a comedy club to walk up to the stage and pop a stand-up comedi- comedian because he didn't like the joke. A hypertoxic powder keg moment that validates horrible behavior. Mm. And I was like, uh, uh, is that what that was? And yeah, and that may be the case, maybe. But also, why is Chris Rock's words not the exact same thing? Ooh, that part. Why is there not a think piece on how his words can create space for the psychological and emotional violence perpetuated towards Black women? 
that part. That part. And if people I've, struggle to call psychological violence, psychological violence, it is violence the same. The part of your brain that processes emotional pain is the same part of your brain that processes physical pain. Mm, okay. Come on with the facts. <laughs> we like facts. Why do, <laughs> why, why do you think that it is so hard for us to acknowledge that emotional violence is just as critical as physical violence? I think it demands a level of vulnerability and empathy mm. that would inconvenience our everyday experience. You're not going to preach to me on this Monday, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of us do not want to humble ourselves to the experiences of other people. Mm. And it would inconvenience us to believe that something that we communicated with good intent could be violent to somebody else. Listen, listen. And I often tell people a lot, like, I don't care what you intended to do, right? Yeah. How I'm impacted yep. will always matter more. Absolutely. And I don't know, I don't, I don't know how, like how many times we have to say this, how we can better convey this. Like, do you have any tips on how we can get how we can uh dr- like drill this into the people's heads? Because <laughs> they're missing it. Yeah, they are. They are missing it. And uh, Ty, to be honest, many people are missing it because they refuse to deal with and acknowledge the intangible everyday pain that they have. Mm. They're afraid Listen. to acknowledge the ways that the words of their parents still hurt them today. Listen. They're afraid to acknowledge the ways that people um, posture themselves around them, hurt them in ways that were deep and abiding. They they don't want to recognize that in themselves. And the only way to get it through people's brains is to get it in their hearts first. And that means they have to do the work. But a lot of people don't want to do the work. Like the people that I'm talking to, I was just telling you, I was on a, in a group chat where someone essentially was like, well, if, if Amy Schumer talked about Leonardo DiCaprio's family, would it be okay for Leonardo DiCaprio to go punch him in the face? It lacks nuance. It right. lacks context, right? And And the people who are looking at these like, hypotheticals are missing the opportunity to empathize with other people because they have not yet empathized with themselves. Mm. Listen, my gosh, this is why you got all the degrees though. (laughs) (laughs) This is why you got all of the degrees. Um, I also, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, you know, I, I'm going to say this, this is not my professional opinion. I'm going to preface it with that. I'm going to say this. And I know that there are other Black women feeling this way who may not feel comfortable saying it on the internet. But there was a part of me that, again, I don't condone violence. There was a part of me that felt vindicated seeing him do that. I cannot tell you how many times I have imagined being stood up for Mm -hmm. and protected, Mm -hmm. right? Even if it wasn't the right way. It wasn't the right way. Cool. But I'm talking about so many Black women have had to, like, have only had that type of protection in their dreams. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the the politics of what white people think matters more than their protection. Oh, setting the, 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 the setting matters more. It's an award show. It's not the place. The setting matters more. Girl. And the protection, <laughs> you know? The person Listen. who hurt them, their reputation matters more than the protection of a black woman. So to see Will Smith interrupt all yeah. of 
everyone's sensibilities of what that space was supposed to be. For him to say, this space is a space where I protect. For me as a Black woman who has felt unprotected in times, there was a part of me that felt vindicated. Like, yeah. that's right. In any situation, don't come for me. Mess around oh, and out. Right? Listen. Listen, and even Chris Rock, I don't remember what special it was, but he even talks about how none of us are above the hand slap, and he is not either. <laughs> Sir, yeah. you were a witness. At, um, but Nicki Minaj kind of had a similar um, oh, yeah. response. She, she wrote on Twitter, you just got to witness in real time what happens in a man's soul when he looks over to the woman he loves and sees her holding back tears from, in quotations, little joke, at her expense. This is what any and every real man feels in that instant. While y'all seeing the joke, he's seeing her pain. Yeah. Imagine what it Imagine what it must feel like to be losing your hair to the point where you have to shave it bald. You think that it's easy to deal with for anyone. You don't think she's cried about it that many times. 2022, y'all gonna have to see these men about these jokes you, you made about their wives. We all want to be eating foods that our body needs, but how many of us are actually doing that? I've found that the best way for me to stay on track with eating well is to have my freezer stocked with daily harvest. The food is delivered right to my door and stays fresh in my freezer until I'm ready to eat it. My current faves are their banana almond smoothie for breakfast and their beets and wild rice harvest bowl for lunch. Not only is Daily Harvest good for me, but it's also good for the planet. All of their packaging is recyclable and compostable. And one of my favorite parts of eating Daily Harvest is how quickly I can make my meals. Daily Harvest makes it easy for me to feel good about what I'm doing for myself and the planet. Go to dailyharvest.com selfcare to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash self-care for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash self-care. And I, I, I just think, again, it goes back to, um, again, it goes back to the idea of feeling protected. I was having the same kind of a similar conversation with my best friend earlier today. Uh, also going to preface, I want y'all to start having conversations with your people outside of Twitter and yeah. Facebook and Please. Instagram. <laughs> Please. Like, I, want, Please. I want y'all to create a group chat, get on the discords, get on the Patreon, like get, get go find you some of your, your people and have these real conversations with them because having them with strangers, I think it can get a little bit muddy. Right. Yeah. Um, but her and I were just talking about like, like how many women really don't feel protected in that way. Like I remember in my, my earliest years, you know, I, I'd, I've never been a small person, always had a butt, always had, you know, boobs from a young age. I remember a, a little boy violated me in a way. Mm. And, you know, I go home and tell my dad and my dad goes to that little boy's house, knocks on the door and goes to confront his parents, you know? And so I, I wonder how many women actually have had those experiences where they can say a man or a person, you know, has, has, has responded to their pain or their violations in that way. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like 
many of us can't say that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like many of us can't say or or recall the times where someone who was supposed to protect you or supposed to look out for you actually did that. Like I think about even in women f- girl friendships. Like how many times do you sit at the table and someone says something about someone that you like or you know? How many mm. times do you def- how many times do you speak up for that girl? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. How many? How how often do you let your peers talk about your friends, your supposed friends? Oof, oof, <laughs> oof. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying. And so, when, as I read the responses, I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "Black women in particular really don't know what it means, what it feels like to be protected." from a man or otherwise because again like i said you go you go somewhere and say something about my best friend if you want to yeah <laughs> you, see what you know what i'm saying you you go ahead you go ahead and square up okay be yeah. prepared to square up because i'm gonna have some words for you because mm-hmm. you're not gonna be able to talk about me and mine's my husband my kids my best friend mm-hmm. my friend you know what i'm saying yep. and so I, it, it it makes me question i don't know if that Cause, cause then it's like more than protection. Like it's your loyalty. It's your, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think that, I think that we, we have to understand that we don't get to control how people respond to really anything. Right. But yeah. we also don't get to pretend like we don't know things are going to happen. people. Shout we don't get to we don't get to do that and i think like in all of this like every time i bring up the jada situation with uh someone who just you know happens to be male their response is so you think will was right and i'm like i'm not even talking about whether will was right or not i'm talking about what the fact that what chris did was wrong and i think realizing even outside of the slap so many people are struggling to conceptualize that what chris did was wrong and I also don't understand like this idea that two things can exist at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, like it's very possible that Chris could be very wrong, and so could Will. Yep. <laughs> like it's oh, yeah. it's it's very possible. And by me pointing out that Chris was wrong doesn't negate the fact that Will was also wrong in his response. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, I and think, it's, yeah, a lot it's just of hard. It's hard for people that. to, yeah. But again, I think to your point, it's that whole being vulnerable and and being able to place yourself in that, you know, in that mode of like reacting. Because I also saw a lot of like Ricky Smiley had put on his Instagram about, you know, like what he would have done. It's really easy to say what you would have done after it's done. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a <laughs> like, word right there. That is like, a and you're acting like you like you in a rested neurological state. You listen. actually cannot tell people what you would do if you were neurologically activated. You don't know. Your brain literally processes information differently when you're in an activated state. Absolutely, you can't sit back and say like this is what I would do. You get you could anticipate in some way and say I think this is what I would do, but you don't know. Yeah, you could have got so like I. I think about the fact that they were in a room of thousands of people mm-hmm. while being broadcast to millions of people. People, I think about knowing, and I don't know if you read Will Smith's book. Have you read his book yet? 
I so I listened to most of it, but not all of it. But he does talk about like being the general versus the the fluffy guy. Like it it, it was very clear he has some uh, I don't know if personality uh, issues, not not really issues, but it's very clear he's set different tones for different aspects of his life. You know, yes. and I, I I can't imagine having to live like that, yep. right? Yep. Like yep. having having to again constantly constantly for what three decades. Be yeah. hyper, be hyper, hyper aware of who you are, how you act, what you yep. say, what you do. Yep. Like, cause he did very much talk about just being so calculated. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And one of the things that he talks about is like, one of his core childhood traumas is regret rooted in not protecting the women in his life. Yeah. Yeah. And he talked about it several times regarding his mother, regarding his wife, feeling like he was failing and being a protector. Yeah. What do you think if when there's an opportunity for him to protect now, what do you think he's going to do? He's going to And now, yep. Even if he swings too far to the left to the right, he's going to get up and do something about it, right? And outside of will, that's evidence that like the the experiences we've had in childhood fuel our perspectives and our actions in adulthood. They're yeah. not just moments in the past. They're literally like fuel for how we see and interact with people today. It's also really crazy to me, and maybe you've in uh, experienced this, obviously, in your line of work, but it's crazy to me that so many people just negate and kind of look past the idea that the things that we experience as children really do mold and shape us as adults. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is... <laughs> Like so deep sigh. It is <laughs> it is the, the core of my work. Like the core of yeah. my work um is helping people see how their everyday patterns and perspectives are rooted in their unaddressed wounds. Mm. That like mm. down to how you eat, what you eat, how you just like helping people see that. And it's not even like this social woo-woo thing that people like to think about. I think people really forget that mental health professionals actually like learned this stuff, your experiences <laughs> literally shape your DNA. Yeah. Your experiences literally, you, it, your experiences are biologically encoded into your DNA. That's why if some one person drinks a lot of alcohol, if they have a kid, their kid's going to have a proclivity to alcohol addiction, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if picking up a cup and consuming alcohol changes your DNA that it, so much that it affects your offspring, well, how do you think being screamed at affects you? How do you think having affection withheld from you affects you? Deep sigh. Deep, <laughs> just deep, deep guttural sigh. sigh. Deep sigh. Yeah. And I, I, also, I also, it's funny because I, I've laughed in response to lots of things that you've said, right? And none of them have been funny. And yeah. so it, it really, it really made me wonder, like, is it group thought that I'm reading? Because I saw a lot of things about, well, he laughed right at the joke. And I'm like, how many times have you laughed at something that was absurd? <laughs> right? Like, how many times have you laughed at something in response right before you got angry? And so the argument of like, well, he laughed and I'm just so surprised that was the next step. I don't know about you, but I've laughed at somebody before I smacked them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First, la- uh, laughter is is not laughter. Laughter laughter is a siren. Okay. Ooh, that laughter is good. Is a siren that that things have gotten bad enough for many of us. That is good. 
That is very good. Laughter is a siren. That is good because I think about like I like I feel like I have lots of, you know, personalities of laughter. But that mm-hmm. kind of ha 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 laugh, that is just my response. But to your point, that's my siren before I decide how angry I am mm-hmm. or, or I decide how offended I am or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's it's but that that is perfect. It is the siren. Oh my goodness. Mm. Oh, it's it's it is so much. Um to unpack, I, I also read something, you know, because there's memes for days, sis. For days. <laughs> like, you will not see the end of this until 2023. <laughs> but I read a meme that said, um, being be the bigger person in quotations sounds too much like accept the disrespect for me. I want to kind of use your 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 expertise, as we say, to kind of what in the perfect world, right? Mm. If you're Will and you're sitting there and and this is what happens to you, what would your response be? Oh, Ty. (laughs) I can't with you. (laughs) I am not a perfect person. Ooh, listen, and that's probably the best answer right there. That's that's it right there. Because I really do want people to understand, right, that even the people who have studied this for years, who have the degrees, who who are armed, right? Like, because you... the therapists are armed with all of the tools, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And what you're saying to me, let me know if I'm understanding correctly. What you're saying to me is that we're never perfectly armed to respond to things that that trigger us or or alarm us in that way, right? Yes. The, and we have to remember the information at first is going to help us understand first, mm-hmm. mm. which is reflective many times, mm. right? Because- all the knowledge I have does not negate my experience as a human being. Mm. I mm. can understand that someone's gaslighting me and still feel stupid when I share how I feel. Ooh. I can understand that I'm in an abusive cycle and still feel a desire to connect to someone who's denying my humanity. Listen, you know, the like gems. It's it, us having the information helps us helps us develop for other people and sometimes for ourselves a clear path of healing, of redemption, of insight that can help inform our decisions later. But I still get to be a human being. And the people that know me know I am not perfect and I don't respond perfectly at all. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm I, I'm I still have friends. Thank God I have just regular friends. My friends will be like, Kobe, you did not respond to that well. Mm. Kobe, you 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 really shouldn't have said that. Kobe, you really maybe you should lower your voice next time. You know, like I'm still a human being because we all have our own context. We mm. all have our own lived personal context. And no mm. amount of education can erase that. Mm. Listen, a word. And you also reminded me, right, again there, I think that a lot of times in friendships and relationships, we discourage the checks and balances of that relationship. Like, I think yeah. I think that they're often not highlighted enough, right? Like, the idea that you have a friend, you have a husband or whatever that's going to say, you know what, Ty, maybe you didn't say that right. You know, I, I don't know. You know, I think to your point, there's a lot of, listen, we could talk about Kanye all day, but there's a lot of, you know, yes people in our corners that are mm-hmm. just there to hype us up. And 
while I firmly believe the hype woman or man is needed in your life, you also need the checks and balances. I remember taking a Spanish class in high school, and to be honest, I barely remember anything I learned in that class. But I want to be better at Spanish, so I feel really confident when I'm traveling to Spanish-speaking countries. That's why I downloaded Babbel. One of the many things I love about Babbel is that there is more than one way to learn on the app. In addition to the lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Babbel offers in-app lessons that were built by over 100 language experts, unlike other language learning apps that use AI to create their lessons. They even offer speech recognition technology that helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code SELFCARE. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com code SELFCARE. Babbel, language for life. And like that's where growth happens. Growth happens in the tension. Ooh. You better be a, a walking Instagram co- quote. <laughs> oh, you Those just better be the Instagram quote. Yeah. yeah, and like if we don't, if we don't experience that tension, if we don't endure that tension, there's no growth. There's no expansion. You know. Yeah, I I was um I watched it all the way to the end, and so I thought that when we went to break, he would come back um, and kind of maybe apologize to Chris. But he ended up only really apologizing kind of in general. Um, and he mm-hmm. talked about how beautiful the moment was and 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 that he wasn't crying for winning the, the award. And he talked about, to your point, the protection of, um, you know, the the kids from King Richard, even Anjanu, um, who is a, a amazing actress, but yes. her journey has been nothing short of overlooked, right? I think yeah. lots of Hollywood has... Um, overlooked her as a great actress. I think I even read a story about um, her being underpaid and will kind of help yes. her, you know, uh, get, get, get the money that she deserves. So he, he has been to your point, and maybe this is a new revelation for him. He's been in a point of, you know, kind of uh, mending, I guess, those old wounds and kind of trying to protect the women that, that are in his life now. Cause you know, he did talk about like not being able to protect his mom because his dad was very abusive. I also can't imagine, but this also goes back to, I know I'm rambling, but this also mm-hmm. goes back to um, just two things existing at the same time because he yep. did love his dad and held him with such regard, Yeah, but also felt this tremendous pain from the abuse that he gave to his mother. Yep, yep. And it's it's interesting, right, that at that age... Will could separate the two because yeah. I find that I find that most people who have abusive parents they're just abusive parents. You you rarely see the good in that. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Um, who oh. the nuance in all of this? <laughs> we just want to jump straight to this person was wrong. This person was right. We miss the nuance, and the nuance takes it. time, and the nuance um, requires that we listen. And many of us, you know, are not, are, are, not. are not, we are not listening or just not, um, you know, um, the last thing I wanted to, to bring up, 
um, is just this idea of like black excellence. Mm. I I believe that black excellence is is harming us. I think it's good to celebrate our wins and our accomplishments, but I think that our idea of what black excellence is adjacent to whiteness is harming our mental, right? Oh, for um, sure. Because there's this idea that oh, well, you know, it was produced by this Black producer and now it's ruined. And I thought to myself, is it ruined? Yeah. Like, does it, is it though? Or is it ruined because we think that, you know, our slip is showing that white people saw us act crazy and and now we're never going to be able to to get over this when the reality is we're going to forget about this and we're going to talk about Kanye next week. Yep. Like, I, I think Kim Kardashian's show is premiering on Hulu next week, and so there'll be something else to talk about. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. What are your thoughts on, on Black excellence as it relates to our mental health, our well-being? Yeah, I, I think it's, I think that the inception of the idea was beautiful and was meant to um, honor the reality of um, Black people's uh our, our our how deserving we are of dignity and respect and honor. I think that that's mm-hmm. where like that that came from. But I also think that black excellence has been weaponized against us. Something that was meant mm. to honor us has mm-hmm. now become a cage and a leash that says uh, you must um, always communicate some type of put together version of yourself and and the standard of what put together is is often from white culture right and so it it's almost like this weird full circle where it's turned into this you represent the entire culture you are not allowed to be a human being and in a completely different way you must um appease the sensibilities of white onlookers by proving to them that you are good i think black excellence in its core should be it's a reality that we exist in. I can't change it any more than I can change my skin, right? But I think it's become this way that we demand of ourselves something that requires that we're not human. And Mm -hmm. we are human and we get to be human. We get to be messy. We get to get in fights. We get to apologize. We get to reconcile. We get to be human beings. God made us human beings. So I'm going to be a human being. And so for me, a lot of my perspective of Black excellence has little to do with other people's perception and mm. more to do with my authentic existence as who I am, as who God has called me to be, you know? Mm. So good. So good. Um, and, I, and I wish that more people would look at Black excellence in that way, like I said, in, in adjacent adjacent to white culture, white thoughts, white supremacy, all of that. Because to your point, it is deeply rooted, deeply attached to that ideology, which is so, it's just so strange to me. Um, Anyway, thank you for my my therapy session. (laughs) You're welcome, girl. You're welcome. We all needed this. We all, I think we all needed a place to just get it out because it's just, there's so much new. I, I feel for Jada. I'm, I am in many ways um, frustrated that the person who created this entire 
all of this could have been avoided if the joke wasn't told. And yet somehow he's, <laughs> he's being protected. I'm not entirely sure how that how that happens, but I know many black women have found themselves in similar situations. What well, and and I I think we do know how that happens. It's that misogyny does really rule. Um, and in, in, in lots of layers, it doesn't matter if you're black or white man, right? I think being a man is is the hierarchy here. And so that is why, you know, Chris is being protected in that way because his actions were purely to your point for him. Because again, he could have gotten vulnerable and just said, I'm sorry. Because I also, I also wonder um, what would have happened if, to some people's points, if he had to just sat there and let that simmer. Right. Yeah. Like what if Will had, I, I think it would have been worse. I, mm-hmm. I think that if he had to let that anger simmer and he would have went backstage, I think that there would have been a fight. Yeah. I think that they wouldn't have been able to, you know, calm that down. I think that because he had that burst and he cocked back and slapped homie, yeah. <laughs> I think that he was able to get that out and then, you know, kind of like, oh, wait, what did I just do? But I think the more that you, at least in me, and you can tell me if I'm, you know, I don't know exactly how anger works, but I know for me, when my anger has a chance to to simmer and sit on me, it becomes overwhelming. Yeah. 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 And then, and, and then I can't, I can't react in a way that I would like to, like, I'm, I, it, it, it just doesn't come off that way. So I, I don't know. But either way, thank you so much for your opinions, for your for your thoughts, for your gems. You of know, course. the people always, they love when you're on the show. So this will be a treat for them this yes, time. Yes, um, yes. Tell us one more time all of the great things that you have coming up. Yes. So you can reach me on Instagram at Kobe Campbell underscore. Same with Twitter. I've joined the the, the Twitter people. Joined the Twitterverse. They are rowdy over there. They are rowdy. Listen, it's probably my favorite place to experience pop culture, though. As soon, listen, as soon as that slap happened, I took my behind right over to Twitter. (laughs) As I said, I know they cutting up over there. (laughs) Girl, girl. They're rowdy over there, but you can find me over there. Same handle at Twitter. I um, also have a podcast, The Healing Circle Podcast, and I'm currently working on my first book, which will be coming out next year. So follow me to stay updated on the journey. Applause, applause, applause. Congrats again on the forthcoming book as an author. Um, It is a hard journey. So I hope that it's being easy on you, not too, too hard. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's been good. Well, thank you so much for today. I really do appreciate you. Of course. Thanks, Ty. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am incredibly grateful for our connection. Thank you for for just leaning into these hard conversations with me. And a special thank you to those of you who are here every week, faithfully listening and supporting the podcast. If you'd like to continue our conversations or you just have a story that you want to share, please consider joining our community. Log on to patreon.com slash self-care. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash self-care IRL. And if you've enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, 
and submit your review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you are listening to me today. Also, I kind of think you like me, so go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you can be the first to get new episodes each and every Monday. And I want to encourage you to share this episode on IG Stories, Twitter, Facebook. Just do your go a favor and share it so we can keep the conversations going. And when you do share it, make sure you tag me at Ty Alexander and at Self-Care IRL. Again, thank you so much for listening today. I enjoyed you. And until next time, toodles. Thank you.